Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Mara Weiss, joined here with my good friend, Will Blackman. But first, we're hitting the road. Extra points live, Propapalooza, all extra points talent will appear for a meet and greet and a live podcast from the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club in Las Vegas on Monday, January 9th from 2 to 3.30 local time. And then immediately after you, that's your, you are encouraged to stay and watch the College Football National Championship with us. That's Extra Points Live, Propapalooza. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster and at Vegas.com. There'll also be a watch party at the Kimmel Comedy Club the day before on Sunday. Watch all the Week 18 games with us from 10 a.m. to 4.30. Again, that's local time. And then later on that evening, Megan Gailey will be performing comedy at 8 p.m., all at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Tickets to watch Megan also on sale at, you guessed it, Ticketmaster and Vegas.com. Now, if you want to buy a ticket, Will, to see J.J. Watt play football, you better do it real quick because the band's got what two games left in his career, according to this cryptic tweet that he sends out saying, last home game, it's been a long ride, him, his wife, his kid. Your thoughts on J.J. Watt hanging him up? Is it is he hanging it up or he's just not coming back to Arizona? You know, that was kind of my question at first. It seems <laughs> as if it has gone across as a retirement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just kind of operated as such. But there wasn't anything in what, what I like to see in a retirement notice of like, hey, I'm retired. <laughs> it was very much like, see you guys later, which, you know, there you go. Yeah, I mean... I guess I guess he uh, has one more year in his deal. Apparently, um, no, I mean apparently he he's played a, a lot of football. You know, his body is probably absolutely destroyed, and I think he's 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 ready to go home and be a dad. You know, it's sometimes sometimes that changes uh, perspective on things, and those two things are usually what you know has what's not forces, but what, what makes guys decide to retire is like, Hey, either my body can't take it or, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to be home. I'm re- and, and for me, my, my body went through a lot and, but I was still, I was a psychopath. I kept fighting a way to fix my body and coming back. And I did that. But ultimately for me, I was, when I retired, I was, I was just ready to be home. I was ready to be home with the family. I was exhausted. I'm sure. I'm sure with JJ playing in, Houston, um, there was some high moments, but then eventually that was exhausting. And then yeah. I'm sure the stuff that he's dealing with in Arizona is beyond exhausting. And Amazing sometimes, disaster. yeah. And, and, and usually, and usually man, it's like, like once, once the fun is, is gone, it's like, like, what, like, why am I doing this? You know what I mean? It's sure the, the, the pay is nice, but the headache isn't, isn't worth it usually. Um, and, yeah, and for me, that was that was really what it was. It was like, dude, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be living in another state, dealing with all kinds of craziness in Washington, like for me, that that just wasn't fun anymore. And perhaps JJ is just not having fun, and he just he just rather rather be home with with his family. So, kudos to JJ, man. He's 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 been outstanding. Um, 
Well, so when you watch the Cardinals work. play this year, they don't look like they're having fun either. So it doesn't shock me to say that JJ's not having a good time. I'd say this. He seemed to be a guy who was, uh, I mean, for a few years, he had a real case at being the most valuable player in football. For um, sure. Uh, for at, at his height, his heights were very, very high. I'd say he seemed to be like a workout warrior type of guy. And I wonder how much, like, I don't have any basis for this, but I do feel like sometimes guys who lift too much weights and are too in the, in the, in the workout room can then also hurt themselves more than uh, that kind of, maybe as I've this it's TB 12 seeping into my brain, thinking about pliability and being able to, to get out of, but in any event feel like he was like one of those type of guys who was a, a, a weight room warrior and a guy on the field who obviously made, major impact in this yeah, I mean, league and could have been. I mean, what he did in Houston is just like absolutely insane. I mean, he had two 20 sack seasons, two, you know, 16 plus seasons uh, with sacks. Like that's just, that's just nuts. And then even, even his last, what, like last, you know, three or four years, you know, for what he's, I mean, this year he's almost had 10 sacks, you know? So, yeah, I mean, he balled out last week. Uh, he on, what was it? Christmas right. day. He, he balled played, out. He, like, he played like he, he, knew he was hanging game. it up. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's absolutely right. Like he said, I got a quarter tank left, and I'm yeah, playing he, pedal to the metal. I'm gonna give you that Kobe 63, and I'm gonna see you later. <laughs> well, you know the Rams almost hung 63 on the Broncos on Christmas Day. It was close. <laughs> it was really close. And now Nathaniel Hackett has all the time in the world to spend with his family because uh, he has been relieved of his duties as the you know Broncos what's funny? coach. What's funny is so right now I'm in the uh, I'm in my fantasy football playoffs and good luck. You know, I'm I'm really looking at everything and I was like, I saw I saw the Rams like playing with like new life, and I was like I'm gonna pick the Rams defense this week versus Denver's offense. I just have a feeling, and boy, they gave me a smooth twenty one. Um, I to say that was a good yeah, feeling. Now, yeah, now I'm I'm in this play, the fantasy Super Bowl, so I'm excited about that. Bracken Wright's at home, all those talking smack. Um, so yeah, this is um, I am not surprised by this. Um, now yes, it's surprising that a coach in one year is already gone, but I just feel like the the hire for Nathaniel Hackett was probably predicated on probably trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Is is what I'm hearing. Um, but also too, so the hiring, there's two things, right? Denver made two important hires for the two most important positions on a team, head coach and quarterback. Mm -hmm. Right. And so my thing is when you, when you, when you evaluate a head coach and a quarterback, it has to go beyond what they can do on the field X's and X's and O's wise. And 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 I say this because um okay, okay, look at JJ Watt. Look at like a defensive end. It's like I just need you to go rush the passer and just cause havoc. Right. Do your job. Yeah, just go rush the passer and, and cause havoc. Um and there have been, you know, some D linemen in the history of ball who who've been in trouble. Um, but still, it's like, hey, I'm gonna give this guy another shot because I just want him angry and going after the quarterback. So you're not so you're not really hard on like character or leadership or or things like that. You know what I mean? So I feel like with Hackett, 
like he's never he's or it hasn't been documented that he's he's been in a position where he had to truly lead men right when you become a head coach you're a ceo especially when you're a new head coach there's a lot of things you have to do outside of football and, and two things is number one is win the locker room number two is win the city you know i i called a game for the university of hawaii this year and uh you know, Timmy Chang is, is the head coach. And he, when he became the head coach, a lot of it was him. Now he was already loved in Hawaii, right? Because of what he's done. Well, yeah, a lot of, yeah, but a lot of it was him. Prolific to, quarterback. Right. A lot of those was him trying to build those relationships amongst the people, but also then trying to build relationships with all these new players that he did not recruit on the team and, and trying to establish something there. So Hackett, he just, he just never had the team. And, and I, and I heard something of like, he kind of came in like really strong and kind of like, this is my way. And that's, that's, that's the number one way how to lose a team is when you do that my way of the highway stuff. Right. And then, and then you look at Russ and like, this is a, this is a brand new situation for him on all aspects. When, when you play in Seattle and I was only there for six months, which is enough for me to see what's going on is Pete Carroll had a culture that everyone followed. The only time it blew up is when people decided to go against the culture. You know, that's when the whole team just fell apart. Mm -hmm. And there, there is a culture. When you walk in, there's signs that say, always compete. You know, there's a sign that says, win. Uh, you, you know, after a game, it's tell the truth Monday. You know, Tuesday's day off. And then it's competition Wednesday. And then it's turnover Thursday. And then it's no repeat Friday. Like these are his things. Like I know this stuff and I didn't even play a full season. Like this is how it is. It's a full on culture. So Pete, Pete was the leader. And then he, all the leaders were really like on defense, you know, and yep. then you had some offensive linemen that were there. Russ didn't really have to be the lead dog in a position. He was able to go and just play football. It was in, but in an interesting way, because he is the quarterback. He's got the C on his chest. Everybody's right. looking at him, but in reality, he, like Richard Sherman and and Cam Chancellor are the ones that are more in charge. I mean, quote, but you quote, can you can the, say, but you can go beyond. You can say, you know, Cliff Averill. You can say uh, Max Unger when he was there. You can say Doug Baldwin. I mean, this there were so many alphas on that team when they were balling that he did not have to do much. He's just so in front now, of the camera because he's quarterback. Because he's the quarterback for right. sure. And and he was and he was balling. Like Russ was playing very very well. I'm not going to take that away. So when when Russ comes into this situation, it's like, okay, it is, there is none of that. You tr the truth, the city is truly looking at you. The players are looking at you. All these things are brand new, and you can't you can't go in here, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna do exactly what I did in Seattle because you can't because it's not like that there. It's not like also, that. There, there is there is no there is absolutely zero culture. Well, also, too, the thing in Seattle, he had built up, if anything, some equity, right? Some equity in the fact I've been here this long, you know, some sweat equity, and I've been here this long. You guys see me. You guys know me. You guys know what I'm about. Even if it is being a complete cornball, you know that I'm a genuine cornball, right? Like, I'm, I'm actually who I am every single day. I've been there for eight, you know, it's been there for eight years. It's well, hard to Well, fake. here's the thing, but that's my, but that's my point, though, is like, but, if, if people think he's a cornball, whatever it is that people want to say, is that it, it was never, it wasn't 
the identity of what the, the whole area, like he didn't have to lead as he does now. So That's you can true. be, okay. you can be everyone on that team in Seattle. They were who they were, but there was already a culture established. That's why like, you know, yeah, Pete, Pete's gonna, he's going to keep recycling and, and keep having people come through and take chances and build people up and what have you. So it's like people, people are saying like, it looks bad that Gino's playing well and Russell's not. It doesn't look bad. Only reason why, like, I feel like Gino's playing well. Gino, yes, he has ability to throw the ball, but Pete understands how to get the most out of everybody. That's why the one thing that Seattle does super well, um, outside of like, uh, like New England for the past, whatever, two decades, is that the Seahawks, they train the bottom of their depth chart really well. They get the most out of everyone. So you'll see a lot of, I mean, look at the Legion of Boom. The only first round pick in that secondary was Earl Thomas. Right. They're, they're two starting receivers were undrafted. Well, Dwayne look Kirst, at them this year. Dwayne Kirst you got, Baldwin. Uh, even look at them this year, uh, you know, especially earlier in the year when they have more success, you're getting major play out of Tariq Woolens, undrafted free agent. You're getting major play out of Gino. Well, I'm just also, I'm just talking, you're talking about the bottom of the roster. I'm saying, no, no, but I'm saying like, you know, Gino's 10 years in and they were like, well, he ain't doing nothing. He's just a good backup. You know what I mean? So, but because my point is there is a culture that you can't compete if there is no culture. And then someone wants to, you know, rebuttal and be like, well, or come back and be like, well, the defense is playing well. Well, well, the defense, they have all the, all the veterans, all the leaders are on defense. So at the end of the day, when stuff isn't going well, you as a defense can be like, Hey, Let's just go handle business. Let's just go handle business. Like you have Justin Simmons on there. You have Kareem Jackson. You have leaders on that defense that's able to handle it. But just again, overall, Hackett never had the locker room and he was not going to get it. And in retrospect too, Russ never had the locker room. And a lot of it, a lot of it was his own doing in terms of, you know, I feel like not coming in and being genuine with the people on what it is like you it's hard you, you know you can't come in you can't come in i don't care how positive you want to be you can't come into a building saying like we're going to win multiple super bowls like you just cannot say that and you're like well he's being positive but at the same time like you just you got to be super careful sure you would love to you can say it, you could word it differently but you can't say hey hey we're going to do this one want six like like no it's not can't do that so you know i saw this happening so now what's next you, you need a guy to come in, who's going to be able to tell everyone like, oh, this, this is like, this is, this is what I see. This is what we got to do. This, and this is, and I can understand people. And I would, it's not so much like this is my way, but this is how we have, this is how I've done it. This is a success plan because I have done it before. Someone who is going to immediately command respect. Someone who immediately is going to um, pretty much is going to be his, the coach's, He's going to have to lose it. I think he's going to gain it just on respect, but then he'll have ways to keep, you know, putting equity in all the players. And obviously, like for me, the first thing that comes to mind is Sean Payton, um, who, which is, it's, 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 excuse me, it's interesting because uh, Russell's favorite player is Drew Brees. That's Makes his favorite sense. player. And that's who he idolizes. That's who he looks up to. And I mean, if he gets Sean Payton, he's going to be all in. But also, I feel like Sean Payton is going to keep it super real with Russ. I feel like when they spent all that money on Russ, they were like, hey, Russ, do what you did in Seattle. But he can't. There's no Pete. Yeah. 
it's not working. So that's like my little monologue on the whole. I just was saying, there's bro, more layers to it that I that, if, I, that we can get into, but that's kind of like my whole surface thing is like you can't you can't compete without a culture and see and Denver never had a culture. And and you got two play two people in prime positions on that team, head coach and quarterback, that didn't that never won the locker room. That is a disaster. I just know Sean Payton comes out of retirement to coach the Denver freaking Broncos. I'm gonna be pissed. Why? As a Saints fan, I'm a Saints fan. Oh, as a Saints fan, okay. I'm a Saints but fan, a, but there, but it's the AFC though. At least it's not the NFC. It doesn't. It's the National Football League. I don't give a. Sh- okay. I don't give a damn. Well, Carolina's, <laughs> but, Carolina's looking for a coach. I wouldn't want him there either. But at least Carolina could trade me some. They, the, the Denver don't got nothing to trade. They traded it all for Russell Wilson. They ain't got nothing to give back. Come back, coach the Saints. And you know what? While we're at it, Tom Brady, come on down. You see this? You see this story in Pro Football Talk? What? Tom Brady's going to go to New Orleans? Well, it's just, you know, it's been, the, it's been the rumor floating out there, potentially, that Sean Payton could return to New Orleans because, again, New Orleans has his coaching rights. He's under contract. And if he, has to, and if he decides that he's going to try to go somewhere else, that compensation has to be arranged. And obviously, we've seen that before in the NFL, but it's still a hurdle that will have to be cleared. And Tom Brady's a free agent. And for my dollar, I'm convinced. It wasn't Jimmy G or uh, that just said, you're going to keep that effing guy over me. It was Drew Brees because Drew Brees was old and he was done. And Tom could see it. And that's why he was playing catch with him after he beat him in the playoffs. But anyway, and plus the Saints, the only defense that uh, in the last like three years that have really shut him down. But do you think that could be a possibility? Or I should ask you this. Where's Tom Brady playing next year? Oh, man. I mean, it's, it's either there or he might go back to New England. He might go back to New England. I can see that. I think that would be an abject disaster. <laughs> you think it would be a disaster? Yeah. Two listen. Two guys that got it done for decades. What's he got now? He's getting divorced. You know, he he's he's well, he he's, first got he's, divorced this, from Bill Belichick. And I'm that's what I'm saying. That's what I that's where I was together. going. That's where I was going. He already got divorced from Bill, divorced from Giselle, and then, um, you know, head coaching changed on Tampa. He's still there. A lot going on. I mean, he does get Ryan Jensen back this week. That's a big deal. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see. I don't go. Let me go back where I'm loved. I don't feel love going on. A lot of stuff going on down here in Florida that I don't like. I thought it was going to be all good and all, but it's just too, a lot of hurricanes down here, man. I got, I got too many tropical storms going on here. You know, I, I lost my receiver, my head coach, and my wife. Like, I need to, I need to go back up north, bro. Like, I see. We it. were very close to a world in which Tom Brady lost regular season games to a guy named Brock Purdy and another guy named Trace McSorley. We were really, really close. It's all good. It didn't happen, though. Listen, th- listen. Brady just got to handle business against Carolina and get in the tournament which is not going to be easy. We'll get to that, though. Yeah, we will. But How about first, this, though? What's up? Um, actually, go ahead. I, I was going to ask I know you, you want your break. Take your break. Is that what you want? Nah, I was, wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. Do you want to take a break? I wasn't oh, going there. Oh, 
I don't want to break. But I was going to ask you. By the way, Carson Wentz is starting this week. Carson Wentz. He is starting this week. Yeah. How did he got benched? I mean, the commanders haven't scored like 20 points in a game in like the last five weeks, right? This is true. It's been tough. I think Carson learned his lesson. What was the lesson anyway? I was about to say, what was the lesson to learn? Like, what? Like, what? What was the lesson? Like, what? What? What, what do you expect out of the Commanders? I don't know. I think. I think he's going to be charged up. I think this is good. I think we're going to see good Carson. I think Carson. I, I apparently his leadership has been questioned too. Is that? Is that has been the deal with uh, Carson went? You know, the thing that gets uh, he. He. I think he's a. To tread lightly, he he he's a religious guy, and I think he kind of rubs some people the wrong way with the way that he uh, praises his Lord. Really? So that's from what I can gather. From what I can gather, it seems to be like that might be a a thing. I know that was a thing with him and Frank Wright uh, as they were coming together. They were they were big, uh, you know, big God guys, and they were like supposed to be. Well, so was that Nick was Foles, their and they were loved. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I I don't have the insight. I'm not there. I'm just just down when I'm seeing through the tea leaves. Nick Foles also seems like maybe uh, less assuming of a man in uh, terms of right, what move is on required this. of him. <laughs> Let's talk about but, Monday uh, night. Uh, okay, Monday night, the Bills and the Bronc and uh, and the Bengals, bro. Oh, this past Monday night. Okay, let's pass Monday night then. Where you want to go with it? Yeah, well, the Chargers are in, which I think is outstanding for the AFC playoffs. Just because yeah. I think it's great because now I just feel like teams, you just don't feel like dealing with Herbert because he, he, he could give you a good 30, 40 any, any minute now. And, got, and the guys are getting healthy. All his guys are getting healthy at the right time. Um. It is super interesting right now. Like, I don't... Obviously, the teams that everyone talks about, who rightfully so, are in, you know, the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills. Um, but, man, the fact that they got in, it's like... It's super scary to me. They are very scary. I think the Chargers are what people are trying to make the Packers. Like, in just in different conferences. Like, the Packers aren't good. They're not, they're a bad team. And I get it, Aaron Rodgers is good, you know, but they're just, when you look, when you watch them, and then you hear Tua had a, 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 a concussion, and maybe that's probably the reason why he's throwing all those interceptions, why they were able to hold on and win the game. So it's like, and things are breaking right in that way for the Packers to be in position, so on and so on. The Chargers are going out and winning games. And if they had been playing like this from like Thanksgiving on, I feel like people will be talking about them as the hottest team, like one of the hotter teams in the AFC and like the team that, oh, nobody wants to see them in the Chargers. And, and part of it is because Justin Herbert is otherworldly. No, I think, I think nobody, the narrative about Green Bay is like, don't let them get in. They could be scary. Like, it, okay. I don't think anyone's scared of Green Bay. I think that like, yes, Aaron Rodgers has been here before and whatever. But I truly see this with, um, with the Chargers. I mean, they have a way better roster. Like, let's keep it, let's keep it a buck. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they finally got in. Who everyone thought they wouldn't have no problem getting in. Earlier I mean, in the year with Green Bay, they were like, okay, this is going to be an interesting year. And it really was. I mean, they still need to. It's weird Green Bay got all that hope for one, the first week. 
you know? Yeah, it's a lot. That's absolutely insane. Um, so are you are you going to be back on Speak anytime soon? Yes, they see. Uh, is the ban lifted for uh, Acho? Can he speak about Justin Herbert making the playoffs? I don't. Think it doesn't look on. like Tua might not be there. I don't think I'm going to be on ban. I mean, on speak anytime soon, just because I'm not a hot take guy. Um, you know, I like to educate. I'm not. I don't say outlandish stuff, and it, it works. You know, it works for for when they. That's TV. You know, TV people get passionate, and, and that's what that's what sells. And so. I think well, when the op- yeah, when the op is there, I'll come back. But I'm just, it's not me, man. I like to educate. Well, educate me on this because I said Zach Wilson was done in New York and you said he started again and he started again for the New York Jets. That was three, four weeks ago. I say true. again, Zach Wilson is done in New York. Are you going to say now he's going to start again for the New York Jets? Because I don't think so. Gosh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. And I, I just, again, this goes back to what I said about Denver in terms of evaluating the, the key positions. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. Quarterback is beyond the beautiful arm. It's beyond that. Like, that is great. But you got to understand what you're bringing in to the, into the building and, and, and how it's going to affect everything else. You can't just be like, hey, I'm going I'm to take this guy because he fits to the style of offense we're going to do, but it's bigger than that. Yes, that is a massive component, but it is bigger than that. And I, I was on record. I did this podcast called Gridiron for, in the UK uh, last year, 2021 before the draft. And I, I was like, you got to, Jets got to go um, Justin Fields here. They got to go Justin Fields. And my, and simply for me was because he, he understood like the bright lights in in big time football. Even sure. even back to doing that documentary QB one that series. You know he's he's on TV there. He goes to Georgia, ends up transferring to Ohio State, and he's playing big time football there. People follow him. People like him. People lead him. He could play football. I was like, that's going to be ideal because you you can't bring a guy in who, from what I have seen, hasn't dealt with any type of adversity, and it's going to come in here to a a locker room, an NFL locker room in New York City. And just instantly like make it happen. Like it always it always looks suspicious to me. And man, speaking of like never having the locker room, this dude, not doing the little things properly in the offense that's catered to his skill set, this dude, not taking ownership or accountability, this dude. I mean, he's doing all the things that you don't want a franchise quarterback to do. So okay. the fact How that he they- Go ahead. Are quarterbacks just automatically given a captain C on their yes. shirt? Yes, it is not it's, earned. Yes, yes. Okay, because I'm just the only. I'm person, just like, how yeah. is he on the practice squad with a C on his shirt? That's what I'm saying. That's they just do that to to make like it's not earned. The only person, the only person I see that makes QBs earn it is is Kyle Shanahan. He did not give that that C to Trey Lance. That is that is true. He did not. There were six other guys that got it, and he was he was not it. It was like, hey, you you need to earn this. So for for that's what I mean though. Like, why give him the C? They get there's other dudes. I would have gave that C to Sauce. Does he does he have one? I don't even know. 
but they got that's, the top that's of my, my head, thing I though. It's, so. Yeah, it but is, it should it be is. it should be somebody that is is have it should not be somebody who we're running in and out of the lineup. Right. If you got not three, if you got four, if you got two, four, or six captains, they all need to have. They all need to like have the locker room. Guys that you look up. Okay, this is it. Not because the coach is like he needs to do this, he needs to do that. You know, I remember Coach Gus Bradley told me a story about Cam Chancellor. And he was like, Cam, like, you need to, you need to lead. And Cam's like, well, I don't, I'm not ready. I don't feel like, you know, he's like, you, we need you to lead. And kept like pushing him like, Hey, and Cam was like, he didn't want to take it. And all eventually he was like, all right, like I'll step up and be a leader. But he, but Cam kind of was apprehensive and not sure about it. You know, and I feel like in this case, like they just gave it to him. He was like, all right, let's do it. And, and just never, Never got a chance to to get it right, you know. It's like this two thing. You can't. I think Dan Orlovsky said this. He said you can't. You can't both be. You can't both suck and not be liked. You gotta be one or the other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if you, yeah. If you're not good, at least be liked in the locker room, right? You gotta be a nice guy. That's and that's part of the reason why being a nice guy just pays off in general because you might suck one day. Right. Yeah. And like, what's going to save you in that? And it's like, well, for Zach Wilson, you suck too many days, I think. I mean, and this is the real rub. They's talking about Mike White like he's John Elway. They talk about Mike White coming off the bench like he's like he's like he's Brady after Mo Lewis hit Bledsoe. Like, you know what I'm saying? They talk about like they, like they're throwing that Thursday night game. They're showing Mike White in, in his jacket like, like, like he's a perennial Pro Bowl. Because he's liked. I'm just like, <laughs> damn, dog. Like, because he's liked. I'm like, I mean, I get it, but Lord have mercy. Talk about another guy liked, Joe Burrow. Bengals had a 22 to nothing lead. Patriots come storming back. Mac Jones, first of all, that's a fumble. That's a fumble. It's a fumble. It's a fumble. It's a fumble. Stop doing that. It's a fumble. The ball, if the hand's going forward without the ball, Fumble. Now I get it. He has spun around three times before he put his hand forward. Fumble nonetheless. And then to run down and hit Eli Apple in the knees, someone who by most accounts is unliked to hit him in the knees because he's trying to like the explanation that he gave for the play make in my estimation, made it a dirtier play. <sighs> it made it a ex- dirtier explanation. Play. He thought he was going to get hit. Was that his explanation? He said, that he, you know, he's not a fast guy. So he saw Eli Apple was close to, uh, to what is it, Thornton? Taquan Thornton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to Taquan Thornton. So he wanted to make a play on Eli Apple so that way he couldn't catch up to Taquan Thornton who was trying to, to, to uh, get Pratt. But that makes sense if you have the ball. If you are on defense now, Will. Yeah, right. Never, you are tackling. Why are you? I've never played in the NFL. However, defenders generally rally to the ball. Well, well look, did you play any level? Did you play any level of football? No. Not Pop Warner? Nope. Not high school? I, well, I had. I, I went to eighth grade football practice for a week, and I got a B minus on a geography test. And my mom said, that was that. Pull me out of there. <laughs> No flag, no intramurals, nothing. I played flag in like, you know, in, in, in grammar school. So you played something organized. Yeah. So that's my point. You don't, you don't need to 
you don't need to um, play in the NFL to know like that part. True. But also, it's, I, I always say it like this. Listen, I'm not a chef, but if I go to a restaurant, I know if the food is good or bad. Right. I no, know this. That's not I true. watch a lot of football. What do you mean? I don't know if the food is good or bad. When you it's eat a, food, you can't tell if it's good or bad. I might think the food is good. You might think the food is bad. Some things are subjective. However, <laughs> this is not one. <laughs> this is not one. There are things that are objectively good. And there are things that are objectively bad. And you can have good food and bad food. Like this play was objectively dirty. It was bad, and, especially after the Brian Burge thing that we talked about before. Like this was, it was bad. It was, that's what I'm saying. Like, how many, like, how many? No, but like the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when, when Darren, when Darren James blew up, homeboy, Ashton um, yeah, blew him up. Everyone immediately, I think, forget, I forget the reporter's name was like, dirty hit, throw him out the game. I'm like, guys, like you, you're throwing, you're throwing around the word dirty too loosely. Like you can't say it for every big hit. Every time someone's helmet hits someone else's helmet, you can't just automatically say dirty play. Because for me, if, if someone called me a dirty player, that is my character. That it means I'm out there being reckless every game, trying to end someone's career, trying to purposely injure somebody. No, if, if I, if I, me, yes, you want, you want the person to feel it when you make a strong tackle for sure, but you're not trying to like injure somebody. So I'm like, if you, like, when you look at the Mac Jones playing, you say that's dirty, then I'm like, I ain't going to debate that. Cause that's like, why would you do that? Especially like you said, when you're on defense and you do that, the Duran James thing is like, first of all, first of all, Nick Foles, you got buddy blown up. Okay. That was my that was my thing. <laughs> okay. That was my thing. If the you ball got... was there and, and fast and on time, then Doolin could probably turn up field and take that in the chest instead of like right. And plus Derrick James is what six three? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it happened so fast for him to to make that play. And plus, first of all, again, Nick Foles, you look, you see big giant Duran James hanging out in the flat, licking his chops, begging you to throw that football late. And exactly what happened, and you got your receiver killed. And plus that and plus that's his that was his DNA. When he when Duran James was getting drafted, all the comps were Cam Chancellor. They were like, he is a big hitter. Like he's taking out linemen like he did at Florida State. He's blowing people up. That's what he does. That's his DNA. It's not he's not a dirty player. So that that right there really like it drove me nuts. Well, you know the thing of that, the thing about that, all right, cool. Derwin James, all right. I'll I'll take your one helmet to helmet boom hit that I see, and I'm gonna put it in the file, right? Now. If you continue to add to the file, a la Vontez Perfect, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you continually are showing signs that you have no regard for the other person's head on the other side. Like, your intent, it seems intentional. Well, he was diving I, at people like M. Bison. Like, that was, right. that was different. So, that's what I'm saying. But it, his file continued to grow. And right? no so remorse. Like, and no like, remorse. I'm not calling Mac Jones a dirty player after, the, after Brian Burns, right? I'll give you some benefit of the doubt. You're a quarterback. You're not used to, you know, making tackles and so on. And he's one of the type of quarterbacks that could only play quarterback. You know, there are some quarterbacks that could potentially play. He's a quarterback quarterback, right? But then when you continually, and you had, you had this, you kicked Jaquan Brisker and the nuts on the slide (laughs) on Monday night football. 
Like you're diving at his legs and, 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 and a guy who's 20 yards behind the play, you know, it's like, okay, bro. Like you don't care. Like it's evident that you don't have opinion. Like you don't care about the other people that are going at are, are your, you know, cohort working around you. Like, and, and it's just, one day it's going to come back and, and get him. And I guess that day I will just saw sit there like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme and point at the TV and say, that's what you had coming to you, pal. My God. They lose this game 22 to 18, even after this comeback. Will, how many NFL games did you play? Do you remember? Do you know off the top? Um, almost 100. All right. So let's just say like in your 100 games. Like all right. So let's just say in your, in your 95 games, have you ever seen our defense? Ended against a touchdown that was like the one that happened in this Patriots game where Myers deflects it back. Uh, like the Hail Mary deal? No. Yeah, I, about to, I don't think they could have done that on purpose if they tried. Well, you know what? I mean, it is – It is. I don't think he tried to do that, but that's how it was designed. That's it. Sure. Yeah, it's designed like that. But I don't think he tried to do that. So what do you make of the formerly – doomsday defense of the Dallas Cowboys giving up 34 points and a potential I almost I'm I'm giving too much credit to say a potential game winning touchdown uh but I mean the Eagles had the ball and were driving with you know, as the clock hit zero and a ton of would have uh been the difference in the game had Gardner Mitchell been able to find AJ Brown in the corner of the end zone uh I'm back worried about the Dallas defense officially um, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I am worried about them. I mean, I wasn't, I loved Micah. I love what he was doing. Um, just overall, the Dallas defense has, has been in question for me the past couple of years, because it's like, it's like when things are going super well, they play super well. When things aren't, it's like, uh, you know, like they, they can still be the Achilles heel. Um, but despite them giving all those points up. I mean, that's like a lot of people have a lot of concern for Dak and like the interceptions he's throwing. And sure, they're bad. But again, he is I like I like him being aggressive. And that's the risk when you're being aggressive, you know? Because he's still coming through at the end. He still threw for almost 350, three TDs, and right. almost 80%. You know, even against the Jaguars with those bad interceptions, he still threw for almost 80%. You know what I mean? He he didn't play well versus the Texans, but he brought him back at the end. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the the it does concern me because it's like, especially in the next month, like football is going to get super real. And are they going to be able to truly step up as an entire defense and hold it down? Because what, what if? What if Dak has a game like he did in Houston? Right. And is not able to come back. I do have a cap, by the way, and I don't know why he's in here. So yeah, it it does. It's again, it's them. Like when things aren't going like, like, can they truly take hold and and win the game if Dag doesn't do well? You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm all, I'm I'm not. I don't think so. I'd be concerned. But the flip side of this, Gardner Minshew played well. I know which he was, had two which interceptions, was like, which is not surprising at all. At all. It's two interceptions. I'm ta- I'm Quez Watkins. Catch the ball, bro. Like hold on to the ball for the one of them. So I'm right. not. I'm not. You know. I, I, but do you feel like the Eagles' ceiling 
has shifted now with Gardner Minshew and Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni just came in a press conference and reiterated that Jalen Hurts is a fast healer and will not rule him out for Sunday's game. I'll put it to you like this. He ain't playing on Sunday. Uh, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, only reason why he's a fast healer is because he he takes care of his body. Like, he he trains super hard, um, again, has, which has been documented, um, which allows your body to come back faster when, when, when obviously you take care of it uh, as best to your abilities. Um, again, with Jalen Hurts is, is a big reason why they are a really good football team, but at the same time, they're still a really good football team without him. And, you know, Gardner's not going to go in there and do the things that Jalen can do in terms of like, you know, the run threat. But he's also going to, he's still going to be able to give Dallas, I mean, excuse me, give Philly a chance because they're a good football team. Like that's the, that's the beauty of it. That's why, you know, Holly Roseman is going to get executive of the year. There's no, there's no reason why he shouldn't uh, because he has constructed that team to be, to be really good where there's, there's not many, there's not many holes on that team. Absolutely. Every position. Because for your backup so, quarterback to be Gardner Minshew, that's that's like that's actually pretty damn good. I'm wondering though, this just came to me right here, right now in this moment. I can't think of another first name that is also a job. Sure, I, I, just, <laughs> I can't think of another first name that's also a job. That's a right? good one. I don't know. I, just, I I'm if you if you think of one, anybody on the call, anybody tweet me. Uh, with other first names that are also jobs, but uh, yeah, I just that literally just came to me in this moment. I love Gardner. Mitchell. I mean, it's I not it's not probably spelled, the best backup quarterback. It's spelled different, but Taylor, you know. Nah, yeah, that's but that's not the right energy. Why? Because it got to be it got to be a yeah I. yeah it's got to be the I. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got to be the I. Um, quickly, I want to get to this too, and then we'll get into our games that we're picking. Are the Buccaneers? Really going to lose the South? No. Okay. Oh, speaking of, I, hold on. I'm going to go back, though. I'm in the wine world, right? It's the same energy, but it's it's pretty elevated. I'm in the wine world. A person that makes a wine barrel is called a Cooper. Okay. Can you give me that? I, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll right, say it. it's, it's not, I'll say that it's not very well known. It's not like Gardner's Gardner's legit. Like okay, cool. That's a like Gardner is. I get it. Yeah. Just imagine if oh lawyer Malloy lawyer lawyer. That's definitely okay. a job. That's a name. Like, yeah. <laughs> you like floor just. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I did get really excited. It's like what you know, plumber Minshew. You know, like, right? No, like you're talking about like everyday like <laughs> occupations. That's what I mean, yeah. you're saying. like they're like, like I don't know. Like you're not gonna know a Cooper. You're not gonna be a friend. Like you know what? What are you gonna be? I'll be a Cooper. Yeah, I want to be a Cooper. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Let's take a quick break and uh, pick some games for next week. 
Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesar's rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code Omaha Full and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed to Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans, Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Will, you told me just now a second ago that the Buccaneers were not going to lose the South. So that means I'm assuming that you're going to take the Buccaneers to cover the three against the Panthers this weekend? Yeah, I, I got them. Um, I got the I got the Panthers covering, actually. Okay, so you got – so then the – but isn't it if the Panthers win, they win the division, No. They do win the division. Gosh. So are the Buccaneers going to win the South? <laughs> I think, now you see my conundrum. No, no, no. So I think, I think, I think the Bucks, uh, the Bucks win by like a, like a field goal. So I think it'll be like, not a field goal, like three points, but let's say they're down two. And no, they win I'm trying. What yeah. by one? I think 
I think Bucks win by one, but 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 the Panthers end up covering the three. Yeah, I'm taking the Panthers in the three points as well, uh, especially after what they just did to Detroit. And I get that Detroit's defense leaves much to be desired. But if they're just going to be able to run the ball, even with a modicum of the same success against this Buccaneers defense and keep Tom Brady off the field, I love their opportunity to cover this three. What else jumps out at you on the slate? But also, too, last time they played, what's up? Bucks had so many people injured. And, you know, P.J. Walker went nuts. And the running backs went nuts. Um, you said what else I like? Yeah. Um, I like I like I like the Jaguars to, to seal it up and, and get in. I like them over Houston. Um, I like them to go down there and play like really good football and like beat them boys up. So I, you know, I like Jaguars get in. Obviously, part of it is biased, but I think they truly get it done in comfortable fashion. Didn't the Texans beat the Jaguars earlier this year? Is that the Texans win? Um, I don't know. With meatballs, he got that. Uh, yeah, they did. Second. It was a low-scoring game, 13-6. Yeah, okay. So you get a little revenge game coming back. Okay, I like the Jaguars to cover the four here. They beat, they beat and, Jaguar. This is too, This is like Trevor played terrible. Yeah, I, I like this. In a revenge spot, quote-unquote, the Jags, minus four. They've been a hot team. Uh, especially coming through the AFC. Them and the Chargers have been two of like the hotter teams down this stretch right here. So I, I like the Jags to cover the four. What about... Uh, and then what they, about the Soul? You like the SoFi Bowl? I know it means nothing, but it's it's the SoFi Bowl. It just strikes me as the type of scenario that now that Brandon Staley is in the playoffs and probably cannot win the division... He strikes me as a, I'm going to sign all my practice squad guys to play in this game and rest everybody. I could see it happen. I see it in my mind's eye, which is why I feel like I'm going to have to take the six and a half with the Rams in that one. But it is not one that I'm actually going to put my money on. It's like, you know, I got to make the picks. I'll pick the Rams six and a half, but I'm not betting on Baker. But speaking of there, there is, there is some stuff at stake. Um, and probably the the biggest rival right now in, in National League, and that's the Ravens Steelers. Um, Steelers still have hope. They do. And Tomlin hasn't had a losing season yet, right? He has not. This is five hundred or better. This is at risk right now too. <laughs> his his streak is at risk. They're on the bubble. This is going to be a fun football game. I think the Steelers are going to come out with their hair on fire. I believe Abs- absolutely, and I, I think this—it's uh, one of my favorite plays of the week—is this three, this three points against this Ravens offense that has just been abysmal. And then also, too, we're getting like, I, why does Vegas do this? Like, they got they got the Packers favorite against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. What? Are, so, talk to why? Why does Vegas do this? Tell us, please. Because they they have disrespected Minnesota all year long. And part of the reason why is because, like, if you look at their point differential, all of their all of their advanced numbers just have them as an average team. Like if you know the Pythagorean win-loss, familiar with it, is like basically points scored versus points allowed will be your actual record. They're a 500 team that has had gotten 
by That's algorithmic by. standards that has gotten lucky, right? You know what I'm saying? If you you know flip a coin four times and it lands heads four times, you don't. You're not predisposed to heads. You just gotten lucky, right? So I think that's what uh, essentially what they're saying. So they're I gonna think- lose. They said they're gonna like either either win outright or lose by less than three. I think the Vikings would probably win this game, but I think it might be a square play to think that. I was all over the Packers last week, but I, I think if Tua doesn't bounce his head off the ground and has a concussion, they probably lose that game. Mm. I mean, let me see right now. Okay, it's about to be... Yeah, it's not, that could be a bad day in Green Bay. Be low of 28. A little bit of wind, nothing crazy. Man, it's gonna be an interesting one right here. Interesting uh, one right here. What do you huh? think will happen? I mean, I hate these must. Like again, I try to take my feelings out of it. I think I think a close game. I do like Minnesota with the three points. Yeah, I'm taking a three. I'm taking a three for sure. Um, and then I don't know if this line is still the same, but I got it on Sunday. The Patriots are gonna beat the Dolphins. I 100 percent have that. The yes. Patriots are going to beat the Dolphins. They were going to beat them that. with Tua. Uh, they were now without Tua. It's 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 a it's going to be. It is I think it'll be inevitable. I'd look to the under in this game because neither offense will be able to do much of anything. But the Patriots' defense will eat. Marcus Jones will have a touchdown in this game. The cornerback, Marcus Jones. He, he, and the fact that he didn't make the Pro Bowl is beyond me. But anyhow, he's not a Pro Bowler. No. Not even as a returner? No, Duvernay and uh, the dude from the USFL from Dallas. Turpin. Turpin. Yeah, them two. Wow. I should have came back this year. I would have made the Pro Bowl. Every time I see a kick return, I think, I hear you saying, don't let the kicker tackle you. <laughs> don't, get, don't get tackled by the kicker. <laughs> Every time I see one now, yeah, I, Keyshaw, I hear that. Yeah, Keyshawn Nixon. Um. Got Green Bay. He's been outstanding this year. He got. Tackled. He has been great. He texted me about that when he got tackled by the kicker. That was funny. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I thought about. It. I was like, damn, he just got tackled by the kicker. Let somebody uh, else get you. Don't let him get you. You know, I I heard that, and I heard in Greg Jennings when he was talking about uh, JJ Watt. He said, you know, he's like, nah, man, JJ never hit me. I had a rule. I'm not getting hit by defensive linemen. Like if I can help it. <laughs> yeah. I thought about that, and I thought about Brandon Powell. And Rob Havenstein coming on a pull play uh, in the Rams. He's just running his left tackle and his slot receiver <laughs> in between the tackles to block for Cam Akers. But one more game I want to touch. We touched on both of these teams already. Their quarterback situations, tenuous. Mike F and White Lotus back in the lineup for the New York Jets and whatever ribs he's got left. The Jets are two and a half point favorites against the Seahawks. Am I crazy? Am I just wrong for thinking the Jets lose this game outright and Seattle wins? No, you're Seattle's- not wrong at all. I got Seattle. Yeah, I got Seattle money line to this. Like, I'm not the Jets. I'm just, I don't know. I think it's over there, man. Yeah. I think it was fun while it lasted. That was pretty much like one of these New York teams was going to fall. Giants are going to make the playoffs. They just got to win one more game. Um, and I think the Jets, the Zach Wilson thing, they should have never put him back out there. And when they put him back out there, 
they just tanked the whole situation because you're not telling me that Jacksonville game was not a winnable game. But, Will, let's take another quick break and come back with our lemon pepper parlays. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Will, what you got, bro? All right, let's do this. These are games that are meaningful, and we're going to go. We're going we're gonna to call this one the Blackman Money Line, okay? Okay. My 11 paper probably this week is the Blackman Money Line because we're going to go Jags Money Line, Packers Money Line, and the Giants Money Line, three teams that I have played for on the Money Line. There it is. Let's get it done. Jags get in, okay? Packers. Keep hope alive. The Giants make it happen versus the. There you go. The black men money line. Will's winners. You know what I'm saying? I got you. There you go. I like that. Boom. Right there. All right. I don't like Will's winners, but go ahead. Well, you know what? Forget you then. Try to be creative. What's yours? So I can take my son to basketball practice. What's yours? Okay. I can take my son to basketball practice. All right. He's going pro on something other than sports. That's fine by me. All right, um, I'm I'm gonna actually do us. I'm gonna do a money line underdog parlay. I don't know if there's raw underdogs, but I'm gonna take the Steelers on the money line, the Seahawks on the money line, and in this, I just wish the season would end. The Panthers on the money line. Oh, that's my play. Actually, swap out Panthers for the Cardinals yeah, and JJ yeah. Watt playing inspired football. And I'm not gonna lose that money on the Panthers twice. Hey, prop I bet JJ Watt division. catches a touchdown this week. Prop bet. Ooh, I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury had trouble getting DeAndre Hopkins the ball. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Go to somebody else. (laughs) Run him out there. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Cardinals on the money line. So that would be, uh, that'll give me the Steelers. That'll give me the Seahawks. And that'll give me the Cardinals. Three-team money line parlay. And as a bonus, the Bengals are going to win outright against the Bills this Sunday or Monday night. Nothing on that? Yeah, no thoughts on the Bills and the Bengals? Uh, your thoughts are I'm running no, late to basketball like, practice. They're like, why do we got to play each other right now? That's kind of what it is. It's like, okay, we'll play each other just to, like, you know, get some ideas, common opponent. But really, like, we know what time it is. This is just a, this is just a sparring match. That's all this is. Uh, getting ready for the real deal, if that happens in the playoffs. Well, I hope that it does. I'm, I hope that the Bengals are going to run. I'm invested in it financially, and I've been saying it on podcasts for like the last, I don't know, four and a half weeks. So I'm in on that. All right, bro. 
Go to basketball practice. Get out of here. And yeah. Good luck to everybody else, <laughs> except for you. Shut up. 